Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the I Can Hear Music podcast. On this week's episode, I sat down with a good friend of mine, Micah Mikowski, who goes by the DJ name McTwiz. Um, it's a very interesting conversation. I didn't know much about EDM music or DJing in general, and Micah came over to my apartment, and we kind of had a long discussion about the history of it and everything that goes into a D- being a DJ, just kind of how he got into it. Um, if you like what you hear at the very end of the podcast, he plays as one of his tracks. And if you guys want to follow him, you can find him on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Conventional or at his Facebook page at Facebook.com, McTwiz Music, and that's M-C-T-W-I-Z-Z. You can also find him on YouTube at YouTube.com backslash and also, I want to give you guys a heads up. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some very, very, very good guests on the podcast. So please be looking out for that. And also, I want to let you guys know, if you want to find me, you can find me at my website at ICanHearMusicPod.com or on Twitter at ICanHearMusic3 or on Instagram at ICanHearMusicPod. And please make sure to go to iTunes and leave a review or you can also find us on Stitcher. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the I Can Hear Music Podcast with McTwiz. All right, I am sitting here with Micah McCaskey, who also goes by McTwiz. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Good, man. Uh, so I kind of want to start talking about just the kind of music that you play, just to begin with, just so I have an understanding. How would you, how would you categorize the music that you play? Well, for the broad spectrum, um, it's go- it goes by EDM, which stands for Electronic Dance Music. Mm-hmm. In which Dead Mouse likes to joke around and say event-driven marketing, which is also really true. But um, yeah, I play and produce dance music um, just electronically. Well, that's kind of a stupid thing to say. All music is produced electronically mm-hmm. in one way or, or another. But um, the dance music that I do, or just the 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 genre nowadays, that's the way it's made. It's just really when you listen to it, it has like that electric, you uh-huh. know, futuristic kind of like feel to it. Yeah. So, um, and there's so many, there's so many uh, genres to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and about sub, you have EDM as a genre itself, uh-huh. but there's so many subgenres within that. Like, you know, you may have hip hop and R and B, and like that's kind of like the similar in the same world as well. With it used to be just like you know, just house music. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, you know, because that started out from, you know, from like the, well, the first it was disco. So that's, that was the, ori- I guess that makes sense. That's yeah. like the originator of, 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 of dance music. Is that where it came from? Pretty much. So when, so when did that really kind of start? The late 70, mid to late 70, 76 maybe? Something like that. But um, Who do you think's like the first like disco or who do you think's like the first artist that really kicked this off? Uh, see, it's, it's hard to say because there's, um, there's so many, um, there's so many eras with it, mm-hmm. and right now we're in like a different we're in a, um we're in, in like a millennial kind of era era with it, and each mm-hmm. era has like um that one artist or the handful of artists that kind of yeah. like does like a, like a reboot in a way. But I, I would say you. like some like the grand pioneers that okay. kind of like you know made it more mainstream, okay. I guess, because this was this was like a total totally underground culture. Uh-huh. Um, I would say Daft Punk is definitely one of them. Um. Um, Armin, Van, Armin Van Buren, he was more kind of more newer. Um, just so many, so so many guys. But like, yeah, it just it's just something that just kind of like you know, it's because the, the underground scene, w- it, it within the underground scene has always been there. It's mm-hmm. always been popping. But I would say like it, to people, the the most notable DJs recently now, in my opinion, that kind of like shut it to the mainstream, and now the whole world is going crazy over it. Definitely guys like Skrillex, Dead Mouse, mm-hmm. um, Steve Aoki, um, again Armin Van Buren, um, just like you know those guys that you kind of hear on the radio, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, so but, sorry, go oh, on. No, oh, oh, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much the the world that I'm a part of musically was. <laughs> that's cool. Now, how did you uh, how did you get started in this kind of music? Like, what was what started you off? Well, I've always been you know just a music kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was. Um, um, sorry, I'm, I'm like breaking out. <laughs> there was. Uh, yeah, if you if you looked at my iPod, even in high school, mm-hmm. like you know, I was a big Panic at the Disco fan. Oh, like, okay. I, I love. I was like, part, I love that whole scene kind of mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, and then again on the same iPod, you would have like um, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and then you have like pop artists and stuff like that. So I just always just love music, and uh-huh. then like I would hear like. 
dance tracks like here and there like um sandstorm was a, was a was a big thing when i was younger and still is it's like a legendary song and again daft punk like everyone i don't care who you were everyone had like harder better faster stronger uh-huh. on their iPod. Yeah, yeah. um but as far as like um me getting into uh dance music to the core like that Definitely dubstep. When dubstep was kind of like coming uh-huh. up, what year? Like, what year would you say dubstep was coming out? Like in two thousand eight, two thousand seven, maybe before. I'd say it was starting, uh-huh. but again, totally within the underground. Yeah, or just like definitely wasn't like like it wasn't like it is now. Uh-huh. Is, um, do you think it's on its way out now? Again, it's an evolution. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Okay, though. sure. But um. But yeah, like uh, Skrillex had just came out and like it was just like, who's this dude with the half shaven head? And like, you know, with this like, it sounds like my computer's malfunctioning. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, I had a few tracks on um, that I just downloaded and my friend just gave me and some artists that like I didn't really know, but I just liked the, the way the, sound, the song sounded. Mm-hmm. And um, some of my coworkers, this is when I was still living in um, New Jersey, they were like, hey, Mike, you like dance music, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you want to go to um, to this festival? I'm like, wait, there's a music festival just based on just mm-hmm. you know this type of music. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called um, it was called um, Electric Zoo. Where, oh, was that in New Jersey? That's in, technically it's in New York. Where was it in New York? I know, I know the name of that. I yeah, they um, it's in New York and it's hosted on Randall's Island. Okay, so that's where they used to have Warp Tour and stuff like that on yeah. Randall's Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Warp Tour was Warp Tour that was in Jersey. Well, well, they did Warp Tour on Randall's Island. Oh, they too. did. Yeah, they did the one. The one in New Jersey was usually in Camden. Yeah, that's right. And that's then right, yeah. they did one on Randall's Island as well. Mm-hmm. I, I did a I did a Warp Tour one summer. Yeah. The entire the entire thing. I did one show because um, I used to work for Vans, the shoe company. Uh huh. Well, not the company, but just a retail one of the retail mm-hmm. stores and. Yeah. I think it was like every year, like you either got like a bo- a cash bonus or free tickets to to Warp Tour. So gotcha. like I always took the cash bonus, but like one day I was just said screw it, like so I just went to Warp Tour one time, and it was weird. At the same time, you had Drake playing, and um, Paramore. So I was yeah. like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. The year that I was actually on Warp Tour, mm-hmm. uh, Nerd was on Warp Tour. Really, that year. it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, it was it was a really good year for it. But anyway, um, um, back to what we were talking about. Um, but but yeah, yeah, so they told me about this festival, and I was like, "Holy crap!" So we go, and um, yeah, it was just it just blew my mind. Uh-huh. Yeah, because again, aside from like you know the Warp Tour show, like I'd never really been to concerts that mm-hmm. much. Like, and something I, like that, that's like a pretty big yeah, festival yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, and there was one girl like we we're on the subway, like um, just going to like one of the shuttle sites. We had to get on a shuttle to t- go up, go up to it. Um, she's just getting ready and, um, but, but we're just, we're just kind of like pre-gaming on the way over there and stuff. Just having a few beers and stuff. And she's like, oh, so, uh, so what other shows have you gone to? I'm like, oh, this is my first one. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this is your first rave. How, how, <laughs> how old, how old are you? I was 21. Oh, wow. So you went, yeah. you got into it. Well, how old are you now? 27. Oh, okay. wow. So you really kind of got into it a little bit later. Well, you know, but, a little bit. Uh huh. So then what happened after that show? So yeah, it was just cause it, at that point, like, you know, Another thing, another thing about you know the EDM scene, um, people kind of like pe- pe- people. How can I how can I put this? People kind of like refer to like ravers mm-hmm. as like you know kind of like modern day hi- hippies, but mm-hmm. kind of just dressed a little bit more provocatively. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like it wasn't just the music that got me; it was just like the whole culture of it. Mm-hmm. You had um, there's a term um, called that ravers use called plur. It's okay. called peace, love, unity, respect. Gotcha. And that's supposed to be like the whole message behind like, you know, this whole genre. Just okay. like, you know, this is music that's supposed to like, you know, just make, you know, meant to make you feel happy. Um, mm-hmm. Just get out of your funk. Just get, go go away. And just go into a festival like that itself. It's just about getting away from the real world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> getting away from like your everyday problems just for like one weekend or one night or however long it is. But yeah, just the whole just culture behind it just, just got me. And mm-hmm. like the fact of the matter is because I used to, I was kind of like on the bandwagon like about... You know, I wasn't. I never like ridiculed anyone over it, uh-huh. but just like, wait, so people just why is there a whole stage and like tens of thousands of people just seeing a guy? Yeah, granted, you produce the music, but uh-huh. you're just you're just pressing buttons. What are you doing? Like I had I had because I had never DJ before. At gotcha. All. And then um, just it's just it's just it was just an eye opening experience just being there and just like seeing like wow they actually put like a lot of hard work and effort into this and like. I'm pretty sure, like, you know, because there are DJs that just, like, have pre-recorded sets, uh-huh. definitely, and they just overpaid, and they just say, hey, what's up? But there are also DJs that are just actually <clears throat> DJs. Like, while it's going on, they're yeah, actually DJing. They, yeah, they are just manipulating songs. They're making, like, you know, 
um, mashups on the fly, like live and everything. And like, it just really got me into it. And then, so that's what really got me into like, you know, me embracing more genres and more, um, just, 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 um, me just being, being more of a dance music lover. Um, and then after that, just slowly but surely, I just started like, you know, DJing. I just, I was like, yeah, I thought, Hey, this might be fun. My roommate, um, kind of helped me get started because he, he did a little bit from college. Mm -hmm. So what is your first thing that you have to buy when you start DJing? Like, what's your first piece of equipment? Well, before it was, uh, see, generally it's um, it, it there's so much software and so much ways that you can like just perform, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is you're performing. It's kind of like saying like, what's the first guitar you get? Uh-huh, I mean, I that's like so, a little yeah. bit more, I guess, basic. Uh-huh. But you know, there's there's advanced equipment. There's um, you know, beginner equipment. Like personally, like my mom got me a mix track pro. Okay. But, but it was not even a pro. It was just like a mix track. It's just something that you really start out with. What is like, it? What does it do? What is it? It's basically a controller. Okay. So it's a controller and um and um it just you know, you plug it into your computer and you just control like what songs you're gonna play from pretty much from the computer but on the controller. Okay, gotcha. Think of it kinda like, you know, the same thing as like a keyboard. Okay. Yeah. Um so 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 yeah, so that was my first thing. My mom got me that for Christmas. Cause I was like, Yeah, like I really wanna like, you know, start DJing, but I know like I don't know where to start and mm-hmm. like I didn't really have DJ. And this was still in New Jersey, right? Yeah, this was still in New what Jersey. What part of New Jersey are you from? I'm from Teaneck. Oh, okay, you're from Teaneck, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so this is all in Teaneck. Oh, yep, all in Teaneck. Technically, I was, um, well, I'm from Teaneck, but this is when I was in college. I went to school in Wayne. Oh, okay, yeah. Not I school. had a I had a Ford Escort from Wayne. Oh, yeah? Yeah, my car, the car that I had was from that Wayne, because uh, I grew up in New York, just right on the oh, that's border, border me, yeah, of yeah. New York and New Jersey, yeah. Um, okay, so then you started with that, and then what was the first thing, like, how did you start getting into doing this live? What was your next step? It was just, I started doing, um, so I had that thing, so I had that thing, which is like, you know, pretty piece of basic equipment, and um, I had already had a Mac, because um, mm-hmm. it went it went with Macs, because at the time when I was in college, I was going for my degrees in media production, Okay. so I studied everything from like screenwriting, mm-hmm. I had to take screenwriting classes, even some type of music production, mm-hmm. but it was just like really broad and basic, basically it was a cool degree to have, just because like, Say if you wanted to be like in within like the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. you didn't necessarily have to just be like, well, I went just for audio. I had to go get an audio job, or I just went for screenwriting. You can you can just go for anything you wanted. But um, yeah, as far as like DJing, like I um, get yeah, my mom got me that for Christmas, and um, as a, as a little Christmas present, um, I started doing um d- shows for um, for uh, my friends in my in my dorm because I had mm-hmm. a bunch of friends in, in, in my dormitory. And like they would throw like little 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 room parties, and eventually um, I started doing like some frat parties here and there. Okay. And um, even when I came out to first came out to LA, it wasn't I didn't necessarily just come out here solely just to DJ and produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just I still did it, but just as a hobby. Like mm-hmm. I really loved. What was to do your it. What was your main idea when you came out here? What did you want to do? Still, I was just looking for something within you know just with media, mm-hmm. um, just something maybe like video work. Or mm-hmm. um, I still hadn't really quite made up my mind yet. Mm-hmm. Did you graduate with a degree? Yeah, I graduated with my you degree. You finished and then yeah. you just came out here? Pretty much. And what, then, was that, how long was that, four years ago? Yeah, I, that, yeah, I graduated in, what was my year? Uh, 20, uh, 2013. Oh, okay. And then, uh, so what did you start doing when you came out here then? Pretty much, I, well, I, well, I kind of ended up here, well, my, um, one of my best friends from growing up in my hometown, um, he was, had been out here for like a couple of years prior. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I had ju- I had just got my tax return, okay. And I had a couple I had some extra um, cash, and he was like, "Hey, you should come out because I've never been to the West Coast at all." Okay, you've never been here. No. Did you come out and visit, or did you just come out? Literally uh, came out to visit. Uh-huh. Uh, it, like it was like my own little post college spring break. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then um, he worked. He at the time he had worked for this um, slightly smaller production company okay. for for TV, and. Um, Literally went to his job because he because I was crashing at his place uh-huh. uh, visiting, and went to go just get lunch with him. And he was like, "Oh, just wait here. Oh, here's my boss." Like, and I started talking to his boss, and then like an hour later, I go into he's like, "You ready to go?" I'm like, "Yeah." Can I just use your printer? He's like, "Well, what are you my printer for?" I think your your boss is gonna offer me an internship, so <laughs> I need to print out my resume. So yeah, so I started working for them as an intern, just mm-hmm. like as an office PA. Um, and at the time, they were they produced what was it called? It was called Reckless. 
It was, okay. Yeah, they, they, they had just launched that show, so I was doing, like, kind of, like, running, like, their, their social media sites and kind of helping them promote that and stuff and everything. So I was doing that for a while while, while still doing, you know, my serving job on the side. And um, then, like, that kind of, like, started to be, like, a dead end a little bit because uh-huh. I wasn't really getting promoted anywhere, and I was still looking mm-hmm. for other work. But at the same time, still, like, I was still just – DJing just for fun, yeah, and not even not even for like any clubs out here at the time, mm-hmm. like j- legit just like for myself, just like yeah, making just little yeah. yeah making little mixes and saving them and stuff and just still practicing, and then eventually just I decided like you know what like, you know I, I my heart's like really really in this like I really uh-huh. really just really want to do this. How long was that into you being out here for? That was about a year. Really? Okay. And then, so then you really just like oh this is something I'm actually interested in doing. Mm-hmm. So what were the first steps that you took to start doing it out here? Um, there's, again, there's different ways you can go about it. Um, what was the way you went about it? I legit would just either in person or online, I would like look at different, look, look for different clubs and see if, you know, they had DJs play there mm-hmm. and I would ask again, try to get in contact with either the owner or the promoter of the club. Okay. Either, either via internet or in person. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm a DJ just start. Well, I would never say I'm starting out, but I would just yeah, say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I like you have any open nights like you know pretty much the starving artist kind of thing like I'll I'll play for free like mm-hmm. and you know sometimes they get back to me sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't and then um, eventually I started playing in this bar this bar called um, R Bars in NoHo okay and I had a residency yeah you had a residency there yeah I had a residency there for about a year how did how did you get that gig just the same thing just i think just i had calling? yeah i think i had just either i talked to someone there or i met someone else yeah that hooked me up with that um, um and did you get paid for doing that there no um <laughs> but the <laughs> it's funny but they gave me free drinks and it's funny because like i there's this movie called we are your friends oh with, you know what's you know what's funny i saw do you know the comedian doug benson yeah, he does these movie interruptions at Cinefamily Cine where they screen and make fun of it, and I saw that movie, and they, and they, and they made fun of it. <laughs> yep. It was Zach Vac- Zach Galifianakis, him, and uh, I can't remember who else was there, but it was really really funny. <laughs> so I've seen that movie, but in a not yeah. a very serious kind of <laughs> setting. Yeah, no, no, that that movie is like I could see why it kind of did poorly, but like you know <laughs> there there are some some parts where like I'm like yep yeah, I've been there like because there's there's literally the part where he meets the the big superstar uh-huh, DJ and uh-huh, he's like. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, yeah, you play here often? He's like, yeah, you get paid. He's like, no, but the drinks are free. And I'm like, oh, that is so <laughs> Hey, when you come first come here, that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Free drinks, that's a big that thing. Is, you know? It's something. Like, you can't go wrong with free drinks. Um, okay, so then, so what experience would you say you gained from just doing that? Like, did you build a little bit of a following at all? And A little bit, because, um, you know, I had no idea about, like, you know, I was pretty much my own manager. Yeah. Um. And like I, I knew I had a, I had my Instagram, I had my Instagram and and stuff like that. But then that was just I was using it just like any other guy, mm-hmm. just yeah. pictures randomly here and there. And I'm like, or right, I don't want to start like a new one because I already had like a few hundred friends. Uh-huh. So I just kind of slowly converted that into like you know my McTwiz um, Instagram. So okay. I would use that to promote myself. Um, started the, you know the Facebook page, the SoundCloud. And at this point, I wasn't even producing it. So what were you doing? Just uh, I was just DJing. Just literally DJing. I, I was just literally just playing other people's music. Like not even mixed up or anything. Just straight playing. No, other... no. Um, I mean, I would the way I would mix it live. I mm-hmm. would like put my own little little. I guess at the time how I was playing, like my little signature, whatever you want to call it, on it. But no remixes, no edits, because um, I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Um. So how long? And you said you did this for a year. Did that for a year. Got fired because because the because that bar too many was, drinks on the job. <laughs> no, I wish. Um, <laughs> um, I got fired because the promote not even the pr- the promoter who ran the, the nights that I was playing, but mm-hmm. the owner came up to the promoter and he said he got mad at me because I wasn't playing like enough rock music. Oh, I because it's because it's what kind of what kind of bar is it? Yeah, it's it's I wouldn't I don't want to dumb it I don't want to I don't want to trash talk it like it's not like a. It's not a hole in the wall, but it's yeah. just more of like a it's like a dive, bar. like a dive, you know, just yeah. chill, laid back kind of bar. Um, and I could see why he said that. It's like it's definitely more of like a rock, rock kind of scene there. Gotcha. I think one night I was playing. I forgot which member of Guns N' Roses, but he was he was he was oh. playing um, there with his band, and I, and I went on like right after them. Oh really? Yeah. It was 
surreal. I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> but, uh, but um, but yeah, I did that for a year. I got fired because the guy got mad because I wasn't paying enough rock music, and then another guy took over it, or at least that night, mm-hmm. and he hired me back. And I was like, hey, I don't think I can play there anymore. He's like, oh no, no, we have um, because we have a, a whole dance music event night there. Uh-huh. I'm like. Really? (laughs) So, yeah. So then after that, eventually, like, you know, I stuck with him and he had a company um, or not a company, a collective. And um, Uh I would just get gigs through him. Now, what is exactly a collective? Collective. um, It's just um, just a group of like just artists, artists, um, singers, um, producers, DJs, um, just anything that just kind of like more. It's like a big networking kind of site. Is this? Oh, and so they're not like managed by him, really. It's just people that he, he, how does he he hires or? Yeah, 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 yeah kind of. Um, basically, it's like um, I like to, I like. To, well, his, his name is Justin, and, okay, and it's called EMX. Okay. Um, what does that stand for? Uh, the Electronic Music Experience. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh. And, and like, yeah, he told me about this thing, like, and he was like, yeah, like, I'm just gonna, like, basically, it, the whole point of it was just to, like, give, like, underground DJs a platform mm-hmm. to just, like, get used to, like, playing sh- playing crowds and um, just kind of, like, a stepping stone and, like, trying to help get them into the industry and get, get noticed more. Okay. Um, it's like, yeah, when, at the time when it started, I was one of, like, maybe 10 DJs. Okay. But now there's like literally hundreds. So are it. you still, are you still doing it? Are you still yeah, with yeah, the yeah, I'm st- yeah, I'm still with them. So, okay. So then you leave, you get fired from this place, but then you said you ended up staying on. I get, I got fired from the book that, cause, um, the guy that ran it, he was, it wasn't even like a specific, like, like night. It was just like regular bands would come in and play, um, their set. Uh-huh. And then just for like, a- not even after hours, like the bands would usually get done playing that, like around maybe, 11 30 12 o'clock okay um a.m and the bar still stayed stayed open until two so i was just kind of like filler uh-huh, like, gotcha. yeah we have like a dj here just to just to yeah keep yeah the going. so that whole thing ended and then emx came in and they actually convinced i guess they convinced the, either they convinced the owner or they got a new owner um and they, yeah they wanted to have a dance music night there okay so that's when i went back to, to, to playing mm-hmm. there but un, under them and then um Started playing at uh, Tokyo Beat. That's in downtown LA. Okay. Um, and, and the it's really the that's actually one of my favorite places that I played at. It's, uh, it's really getting, yeah. It's it's really small. It's like uh-huh. a really lounge. It's just like a like a it's just a Japanese karaoke bar. Where where is it downtown? It's um in Little Tokyo. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool. I mean, there's some like really great places downtown i went to a place one night called perch mm-hmm. and i don't know if you've been there but it's like a yeah. jazz place yeah, and that's really yeah. i mean there's some really cool places down there yeah i so love downtown yeah it's really starting to like change you know and become like something you know they're really starting to build it back up there's some good restaurants down there yeah but so you started playing at this place right now did you have a you have a residency there as well or is it just kind of um yeah i was like halftime but like part uh-huh. like a part-time residency and so you're doing that place and you're still doing i was Arbor. i was yeah i was doing our bar um i was doing our bar i was doing um tokyo beat and i was doing the art walk in north in, in north hollywood um what's the art walk it's basically it's like a, it's just like an art festival that happens uh-huh. once a month and, and oh and, cool and, yeah and, where and, is it where is it it's on the um i think it's on off of uh What's it called? Um, Burbank Boulevard. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 Right there. So, but I never, well, there was the Art Walk fest- Festival, and it's just like just painters, musicians, dancers, and just like a whole block party. Do they have like thing. food and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. They have some they, food vendors. They have and... a thing. I guess they, pro- they probably have this most places. Maybe they even have it here in Sanford or in Oakland. Mm-hmm. They would do it in San Francisco too, but in Oakland there was a thing called First Friday, and the first Friday of every month they would have pretty much what you're saying. They yeah. would have different bands play. They would have like venues, like the bars would get involved in it. It was really, it was really really cool. And you could just walk around. They blocked off the streets in Oakland. You could just walk around and just see all this different kind of stuff. So is that something pretty much what it's like? Pretty much. Um, and I would never play the the actual art walk itself, mm-hmm. just because um, I I usually um, work. Because it was it was on Thursdays. I usually work during the day on Thursdays oh, okay. for my day job, and then um, but at night I would play the after party, and the after parties mm-hmm. would be at Big Wings over here. Yeah, the the one in, in North Hollywood. Oh, there's one in North Hollywood yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. Big, that place is so interesting. Like I was in there one night. They have like comedy in there some nights. They Sometimes, got like yeah. it's like they, it's kinda, they got everything there. Do you like playing at the one that's up there? 
Oh, well, after, I don't. I don't play there anymore. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did. It was. Is it similar to the one here? Kinda, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, but it's just so funny. It's just because again, you're just there. You're just like the. Yeah, you're just kind of in the background. You're in the background. You're not, you're it's just, not like what people kinda, are going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just going there just to like watch the game uh-huh. or you know just get drunk with their friends and uh-huh. stuff. But there would be there would be nights where I would play and my friends would play and like and the cool thing about EMX was like I'm like when I was out here just doing this on my own, mm-hmm. I found like no DJs. Mm-hmm. Like just no one, no at one all. else. To, yeah, like, it was. With. Yeah, it wasn't like you know. If you come out here and you're an actor, just yeah. walk down the street, take <laughs> your pick. Like <laughs> just going to just going to any restaurant, <laughs> any restaurant. But yeah, it wasn't like that. They were kind of hidden. But then um, I made like a bunch of friends within the MX, and like we were like you know play the same nights together and mm-hmm. stuff, and it would be cool because it didn't happen every time, but mm-hmm. there definitely were a couple of those nights, and we would, when we would play, and like it would turn into a dance party. That's awesome. Like, yeah, people would just like get up. They would move the the, the, the chairs ta- yeah. and tables out that way, and they would just like legit start dancing. So that was that was a really cool feeling. Um, but yeah, I was at the time like I was just doing like you know, probably about maybe <coughs> I want to say maybe ten, fi- almost ten, maybe fifteen shows shows a month. Oh, that's pretty good, really. Yeah. Just and that's just between those three places you're mentioning. Yeah, it was just between those three places, and also occasionally I would. Um, if a friend like you know needed a DJ and like they were throwing like a birthday party or something, like mm-hmm. I'll either do it for free or just like a really super like low price. Mm-hmm. Um, so and now at this point, are you still just DJing like straightforward DJing? Or are you at this point? Oh no, I'm getting I'm I'm getting paid now. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, are you you have your own mixes and stuff now? And oh you're... yeah, now um yeah, and then eventually through that um 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 what you call it. So uh, yeah, the, these these DJs were also produced, so the, uh-huh. they would help me. Like, oh, they kind of you kind of you kind of had some people to look yeah. up to that kind of showed you the ropes a mm-hmm. little bit. Because I, I I even had the software to do it. Uh huh. Um, I did my research on like what you know software to get or what to start out with and mm-hmm. everything. So it was it's all just sitting here collecting dust on my computer, <laughs> and I tried like you know YouTube tutorials and stuff like that. Some yeah. of them worked, some of them different d- didn't. But it's just. Just so overwhelming when I at least when oh I'm first sure started, yeah. I'm sure it's like probably a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. you know and just trying to figure out what works and doesn't work and yeah and there was stuff that like you know I made like I even still have like a fir- the some of the first few songs that I made and I'm just thinking it's just well just like any any person like you make like this art or this mm-hmm. medium and then you look back on it years later and nine times out of ten you just say oh my god what was yeah. that? like <laughs> well yeah when you start out you, you're learning so yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. and you're and the the hard thing with with is what I don't know if people understand, especially when you play an instrument, you do something like this. There's, you always feel there's room for improvement. You're never like, Oh, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, I feel like it's never like that. So even when you go back, you know, if you're, if you're throughout your entire life, gradually getting better, even if you go back a year and you listen to something, you're like, I could have done that better. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I don't, so then you started doing that. You're playing these places. Um, what are you doing now? Like, how's it led up to where you kind of are? Well, now it's just some, um, I um, cause before the thing was I I, uh, I just wanted to get like established as a DJ out here. Yeah, just to get your foot in the door. Yeah, um, and just kind of get, get noticed and like raise a fan base. But then, um, I had two kind of underground like little EPs that, that that I put out. Okay. Um, yeah, they were okay. Definitely wasn't like anything that went viral over the internet or mm-hmm. stuff. But like my friends liked them, and like I heard a few people like. I actually have like a lot of uh, fans in um, what country was it? Germany. It's one European country. It's always Germany. I Probably. Mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned this on another another podcast. David Hasselhoff, huge in Germany, <laughs> huge in Germany. You know, some, something goes on with them over there. <laughs> but, but yeah, I got a lot of followers over over there, like through my SoundCloud and stuff. So see, that's cool because oh, actually, you know, before we go any further, what is your SoundCloud? Oh, it's sound, SoundCloud.com slash McTwiz. And how do you spell that? Just so um, M, just all M C T W I Z Z. Cool. Um, yeah, well, you know, see, that'd be great because years ago when I lived in San Francisco, I had a friend and he DJed and he would get flown out to Europe all mm. the time to play these festivals. So they got some really big festivals out there. Yeah. So that's not a bad thing to have a fan base out there. Oh yeah, definitely wasn't complaining. But <laughs> um, now I'm just kind of like wanted to be more focused. On, I'm just more focused on production. Okay. And just like making new tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing more remixes and stuff like that, because eventually, you know, it came to a point where it was, I was like, I was playing shows, but 
I wasn't playing any new new music of mine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at that point, I just felt like a cover band. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. You're just treading water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not really growing. And yeah, when if you want to like make it, like you have to like you know have your own tracks. Yeah, you I got gotcha. you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but, can you tell me a little bit like what this scene is like? Like, like what, you know, like what your other, the other people you DJ with, like what's a typical night when you're DJing? Because I know that there's a lot of drinking yeah, and partying that go into. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stereotypes with it. Uh-huh. Um, bad stereotypes are frowned upon and yeah, some of them are true. Um, uh-huh. But it, yeah, it all just depends on like, you know, the, 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 the crowd that you hang out with and, uh-huh. and the people you hang out yeah. with. Do you feel like, do you feel that most DJs will drink or do drugs when they're doing it? Or do you think that's really just overblown or is that really actually? Oh no, that's, that's definitely, (laughs) definitely true. Yeah. Um, Like I can't imagine, like, you know, they have the EDM festival in Vegas. I can't imagine someone not being on ecstasy or Molly (laughs) or um, cocaine or something when they're doing those things. So yeah, it, um, cause I I remember this one kid, I won't, I won't say their name, Uh but, um, and I kind of like didn't. I, I definitely he was he was my friend so like I didn't I didn't judge but like yeah, yeah. I can kind of see why you're doing that he had um he had a show at nine o'clock uh-huh. about a couple hour couple breaks for a, break for a couple of hours and then another gig from I think it was two a.m. till like five a.m. or something like that and like uh-huh. he's like he's like oh yeah um um I'll meet you soon because I, uh, I think we got dinner before that uh-huh. um. Yeah, I'll be just, you know, I just got to go meet my guy to get, get my Coke and everything. I'm like, Coke? He's like, yeah, like, have you seen my schedule? I'm like, you know what? Get all the Coke you need. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, you know, I feel there's, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's like any kind of music. I'm sure there's like a fine line where that, the hard thing with it is that I'm sure at most of the shows, most of the people that are there are on it. So I feel in some way you almost feel like you have to be part of that too. But I guess there's definitely a fine line of you doing that and then and just hindering your career as opposed, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like where it the, just you don't do anything else, but it just becomes more about doing that, drugs that, that, than that rock star lifestyle. Yeah, and then you're just all about doing drugs, and the shows are kind of just like a backdrop to you you doing drugs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, me personally, like, no, I don't, I don't do drugs. Um, yeah, actually, I, I don't. I know you guys are just chuckling <laughs> like full of, full of crap. But um, no, I don't, um, but no, yeah, I'll, I've definitely you know I'll have a few drinks before a uh-huh. show just because I still get nervous. Of course, just, yeah, 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 just to like take the edge off. But like, um, and yeah, like even like me personally, like I can't even. Yeah, I guess it'd be too. I much. can't even function. Yeah, I guess it'd be like, too much taking Molly and then trying to DJ a show, and it just seems like that's yeah, like too much. And yeah. then like you just like and everything in your head sounds amazing, but you're DJing like crap. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, just it's yeah, just awful. <laughs> Just start experiments and just like, dude, you you mix TLC with Tiesto, like what? The- <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So that yeah, that's good to know because I've always kind of wondered that, you know, because I do know some people that DJ and most of the ones I knew they 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 like to party, so you know what I mean. So. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, again, like whatever you do, just make sure you do it in moderation and yeah. like you know, definitely within. Because again, there's two. I've been I've. I have I have had my foot stepped in both worlds mm-hmm. with it because I had my step my foot stepped in the um in the raver world. Uh-huh. Just you, you know you love the music. You don't necessarily want to be aspire to be a DJ or be an artist, but yeah. you love the culture. You love just going to shows and going to festivals. Uh-huh. And I have my foot stepped in like you know the actual the other side of the you know the curtain. Um, you know, being the DJ, being the the, the talent, and like giving mm-hmm. out that experience. So like yeah, it's definitely without a doubt there within the rave world, mm-hmm. and um, you know I have a bunch of friends that do it, and mm-hmm. like again, don't judge, just you know be smart and be safe about it, and um, yeah, just but but my friends mostly like no, we well, we'll definitely like you know go out for drinks and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but that hardcore gangster ish, nah, we <laughs> 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 no, so uh, so what do you see yourself doing like in the near future with this like? You said that you were kind of working on producing right now. So, like, what's your game plan for the next little uh, next little while? Just right now, um, well, I actually have a new EP coming out at the end of the month. Um, Will it be on your SoundCloud or is yes. it? Yeah, I'm gonna put it on my um as a little tr- treat. I'm gonna put it on my SoundCloud for a whole day for free. Okay, to download. Then after that, you can listen to it. But it's it's gonna be available to purchase on um, iTunes, um, iTunes, Beatport, and Spotify. Oh, okay, perfect. And uh, when do you think that'll come out? That's um, going to come out around the 28th. Okay, and then what do you see yourself doing after that? Just um, promoting that. Um, yeah, just continue just to, um, just to, uh, um, yeah, still play and be relevant within the scene here. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
yeah, just just put out some more remixes and more original music, and mm-hmm. you know, just get noticed that way. And I'm thinking about actually starting to be a little bit more bi-coastal. Yeah, and, oh, um, like it just in life in general, or just you mean with your music? Ju- just with my music, uh-huh. like you know, I'll um, just play more shows back in um, back in New York because because uh-huh. I lived like right next to the city. Yeah, um, which just, which what part thinks you have? What <laughs> what part of the country do you think has a better scene out here? Or do you think back in New York? Uh, I feel with New York, the bar, everything stays open a little bit later, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah, like last call in New York was like... Four. Yeah, four. If it even is at four, yeah. <laughs> um, so. It depends. Um, do you play... Uh, do any of the places you play out here, like, do any of them stay open till four, but they just stop serving drinks at two? Yeah, there's some. There's, uh-huh. there's some. It's not that many, but yeah. they're, they're out there. Um, my friend... Um, one of my, my, one of my buddies plays... Um, Sometimes we'll play Mickey's and WeHo. Okay. And like once in a while, like they'll have a, a night where at two a.m. there's like no drinks whatsoever. Cause, but yeah. But they they but they don't close until like maybe like three or four. Yeah, there's a couple places like I never really went and saw this kind of music when I lived there, but I had a lot of friends that did. So in San Francisco, there's a place called I think the Holy Cow. There's a couple. There's a few places, but the, some of them would stay open till four. Just you couldn't drinking you know after two so yeah um so do you have places that you know that you can play when you go back to new york or do you have this oh yeah yeah. yeah um yeah i've been i've because I've, I've still been back just to visit family mm-hmm. at least you know once or twice a year have you done any sets when you since you've gone back or I, did, you I did one set it was in jersey though. it was in jersey yeah it was yeah. like this nice nice little club um little little loungy thing it, it was it was uh it was on the block of the it's, it's like a busy street, but there was an apartment complex there, uh-huh. and it was right next to the apartment complex I grew up in as a little kid. Oh, really? So that's yeah. pretty cool. That was like full circle. You're like looking pretty back. Pretty much. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So yeah, it was just a little club that just start, got started up. But yeah, I just want to just, you know, as far as like, you know, just you know, everything overall, just like make more music. Yeah, just, just keep spreading more. it out, uh-huh. meet, meet more people. I've, there's so many opportunities that like I've made just from like mm-hmm. all the people that I've made and just... um and just the, the tight group of friends that I have, you know, at least DJ wise, um, we we can we constantly help each other out. Mm-hmm. I guess that's good. That's good to have like a community like that where you can take care of each other. Yeah, especially there was a meme that I, uh, my friend posted. I was like, this is so true. It was like, um, it was like a group of people like trying to like climb up a ladder or climb up uh-huh. a wall. Yeah. But then on one side, it was like people just like holding out their hands and and. Um, and helping helping them up, and yeah. That, and that caption was European DJs. But on the <laughs> other side, same group of people, same wall, but like they're just tumbling over each other, just trying to get up to the top of the American DJs. That you, is so. Do you really feel like true. the scene is like that out here? Yes, easily. Like it's kind of cutthroat. You're saying it, it like it is. It is like you. It's just like anything, especially and and especially here in LA. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. like no matter what, it's no matter what actor, musician, anything like you. People are, 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 are can be two faced. Mm-hmm. And, be, and be shady and like you you'll and it's happened to me mm-hmm. um i i hope I, I hope i haven't done it to anyone else um yeah you'll have people that just if they can't get anything out of you or if they you don't they don't think that you can like offer them anything mm-hmm. for their own personal gain then they won't be your friend or even like mess with you but and then you can have you could you could have something going for yourself and that same person as soon as like you know they can find a way to take it from you or uh-huh. just they don't need you anymore like you're, 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 you figure you figure like in a community of artists like that that you try to help each person out because you you never know where that one person's exactly, gonna go and exactly. you never know like what they can maybe help you with someday um, so you figured that everyone would try to be a little bit nicer you think in Europe that it's more like that no in, in Europe it's it's definitely way more communal way more just um it's just it's just way more just helping helping people out help helping your help helping help, well, sorry, helping other other DJs out, uh-huh. and just it's just more of like a friend community. There's yeah. nothing. There's, and that's through like all the different countries throughout. Yeah, yep. I think that well the 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 biggest the two biggest countries that people are that are producing bringing out like DJs and that mm-hmm. they're known for they're either in Europe Europe or America. Mm-hmm. Um, you have of course there's DJs all over the world. Japan. Any any specific part of Europe or is it just oh um, Dutch artists. Really? Yeah, Dutch, like uh, Martin Garrix, he's uh-huh. Dutch. Um, Afrojack. Oh, Afrojack is. What's yeah. the what's the uh, and what's the difference between the music that comes out of Europe and the music that's here? You think? Um, it's. Or is it similar? No, there's definitely uh, there's definitely um, 
different. They, I mean, each 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 country, you know, or in each continent, you know, they, they'll play the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like its own specific sound, yeah, the Dutch, especially Dutch artists, like they have like a specific kind of like house sound to, the, to, okay. to their sounds. Um, and just like over here, like you know, even within like you know. Over here, America has more of like a like a pop kind of sound too, mm-hmm. especially mainstream. I don't care what what it is, EDM, hip hop. Yeah, I guess country, that's, There's like that. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of that is kind of true. Sound. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, like what you were saying before, like how do I feel like you know, it's dubstep still like at at, mm-hmm. at its height right now. I would say it's still there, mm-hmm. but just not how it was back in like you know '08, you know '09 stuff. But yeah. it's transforming into trap now. Okay. See, trap is um, <laughs> trap is like kind of like the new dubstep. It's like I want to say it's basically dubstep meets hip hop. Okay. Um, it definitely has like that hip hop kind of feel for it, but like uh-huh. with that in your face. Yeah. And I, m- one of my buddies works at Guitar Center, and um, um, one time he was like, uh, I was like, hey, so you want to hear my new Trap um, um, song that I'm working on? And then he was like, what the hell is Trap? Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like a mixture of like hip hop and dubstep, but like, you know, the 808s are different, more hi-hats, and he was basically like, so uh, what you're saying is you couldn't make it as a real hip hop producer, so you made this bull crap. I'm like, um. <laughs> but, no, but he always busts my balls. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that yeah, just music, dance music is definitely just like old, continuously, continuously just evolving and reinventing mm-hmm. itself. Where where do you think it's gonna go next? The scene wise or musically, kind of both, I guess. I'd say it's still there. There will be a day where the the craze is just like you know at least in mainstream. Do you think this is like the height of its craze or do you think? I'd say, yeah. Cause now, I mean, well, even not even recently, but like a few years ago, Taylor Swift did a dubstep song. Well, yeah, she had, yeah, she had yeah, a dubstep yeah. drop in one of her songs. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's crazy to see how much money some of these people get to play Vegas or some of these festivals. Yep. Like it's crazy. You're making like, you know, 10 grand easily. Oh yeah. That's, 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 that's I'm sure like, there's that's more like than a, that. Like, like a bad check. Uh huh. But um, yeah, you have, yeah, between that and I think, um, who was it? There was someone who who got paid like you know they don't have to play for like an hour in Vegas and they got like twelve million or something Steve like that. Stevie Aoki probably makes. Some, oh, he makes he, he, he makes, makes something serious. I'm yeah. sure when he plays. And he's always he's he's a guy that's like constantly touring. He constantly works. Yeah, yeah, constantly. And that's another, my goal is I don't necessarily need to be Calvin Harris or. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that would be cool. Um, but my thing is just, like, you know, I just want to make a living to be able to just fi- support myself um, and be stable just to, you know, have a place, have a roof over my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have a, make sure I have a meal every night. And just, I just want to just make music and travel. Like, cool. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, can you tell us what your Instagram and all that stuff is? Just sure. one more time. All right. So the Instagram, first off, we it's uh, Mr. Underscore Conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, no McTwiz or anything, just Mr. Underscore Conventional. Um, my Facebook page is um, facebook.com um, slash McTwiz Music, M-C-T-W-I-Z-Z-M-U-S-I-C. And get my um, SoundCloud, um, soundcloud.com slash McTwiz. And do I have anything else? Um, oh yeah, you you can check out um, my YouTube page. Uh, I post up music videos there if I if I have one done, or even like you know video lyric songs from one of my in one of my songs. That's just YouTube.com/slash/mctwiz. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this, man. No problem, bud. Awesome. And there you guys have it. That was my episode with McTwiz. Uh, stick around because right now he's going to play us one of our tracks. And please be sure to tune into next week's episode of the I Can Hear Music podcast.
Take them off your fucking head This that put the kids to bed This that I got, I got, I got 